me growing up in Fostoria Baptist Church and those three things as well uh, that need to continue in our church in order for it to be an impact in the future as well. And the first thing here is a simple faithfulness, faithfulness. And uh, without a doubt, uh, we could say that God has been faithful to this church over the years. We can, we can focus on that and, and make a whole sermon out of that. And uh, it's, it's so true. Uh, God has been faithful over the years to our church. Uh, he's been faithful through the tough years, and he's been faithful through the good years as well. I love this verse, Hebrews 13 and verse 8 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, forever. God is faithful to us, rain or shine, uh, and good days, bad days. Um, and aren't you thankful that God doesn't change? Aren't you thankful that he's faithful to us time and time again? That he doesn't neglect us uh, when uh, we have a need, that he's always there for us. And uh, we um, need him. We need him to be faithful to us. And although none of us are perfect like God is, and although we all make mistakes um, from time to time, I believe one of the greatest um, aspects, the greatest gifts that this church is blessed with uh, would be consistent faithfulness to many people that attend it. And forgive me again for mentioning names, but those my first two Sunday school teachers there, they still teach Sunday school today. That's 25 years later, and that's, that's faithfulness. Uh, I remember um, one day in junior church, and uh, as I said, I was a troublemaker. And uh, in elementary, it's hard to believe, right? I'm such a perfect angel person. But uh, anyways, I remember one day in junior church, Doug Stevens, by the way, he's not here today, but he still teaches junior church. Uh, he was my teacher, and uh, I was causing a little bit of trouble in junior church. Who doesn't, right? You're a kid and cause a little trouble. Uh, but afterwards, he, he told me uh, that uh, he was going to tell my dad about the way that I was acting. And I was like, oh, no, I'm doomed, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm going to get a whooping when I get home. Well, Monday passed. Didn't hear anything. I'm like, wow. Tuesday went along, didn't hear anything. And I'm still, I still have this on my mind because I knew if Doug told my dad, I was doomed. Wednesday came around, Thursday, Friday. And I'm like, this is great. Saturday came along. My dad thought he'd treat me to something special. And uh, he, he took me to, like, a brunch at Old Country Buffet. I think there used to be one in Lapeer, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so we went there, and I'm like, man, this is great. You know, we rarely did things like this. And, and uh, so this was, a, this was a real treat. And uh, I thought Mr. Stevens forgot, and I was like, man, uh, I'm going to really enjoy my brunch here this morning. Uh, well... <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm sitting there enjoying my meal, and we're going out to the car, and we're going to head home, and my dad was going to put me to work, I'm sure. Uh, but it was just a good Saturday until I, I, the moment I got into the car after that breakfast, my dad's phone rang. And phones back then were like brick. Uh, but anyways, I, I don't talk like I'm old. But uh, my phone, my dad's phone rang, and my dad's talking. I couldn't really hear who it was, but... Um, well, once he hung up, I knew right away who it was. And uh, I was just thinking, thanks, Mr. Stevens. You know, it, you let me eat my breakfast before you called, and, and it was very nice. Uh, yeah, it, 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 a good day turned into a bad day really quick. But, you know, 
faithfulness. We like to talk about faithfulness, and uh, he was faithful to his word. And uh, I, I straightened up that next Sunday in junior church. But um, I'm just thankful for the faithfulness of the people here in this church. And, and I, I know I've mentioned some names, but uh, I could go on and on of people that have been faithful time and time again. Uh, man, I, I just have a lot of different memories of people that have had an impact or have taught me or, or whatever the case may be when I was young that are still teaching and doing things today. And that is what keeps a church like this going, is the faithfulness not only of the Lord Jesus Christ, but the faithfulness of the people as well. And that has an impact. Uh, it has an impact on kids. It has an impact on teenagers, and certainly it has an impact uh, on this whole church as a body. And uh, I hope that we continue in that, that we continue being faithful because he is faithful to us. Second thing uh, that, I, that had an impact, I, I believe, on myself when I was growing up and can still have an impact in the future is the love for community and the world that we have here at this church. And I feel like this is one thing that I just can't uh, skip over because this church has done so much uh, for our community, still does so much for our community, and has done so much for the cause of Christ as far as missions around the world. Uh, I remember the biggest events growing up were missions conference. Still are, in my opinion. Missions conference is just a great uh, time uh, to uh, reflect on the command and the need that is around the world. And as a kid, I may not remember too much about the messages, maybe not remember too much about other things, but I do remember some just uh, neat things happening. I mean, who wouldn't remember uh, a missionary coming along to small-town Fostoria that's heading over to Timbuktu somewhere way far away? I mean, who'd have thought something like that could happen in this uh, small community? It was a special time. And uh, over the years, many folks from this church have sacrificed through prayer, through finances, um, even through their talents. Uh, and, and some have been sent out to go. And, you know, as a kid, you see those things. You, you uh, are around those things, and that's very important, I feel, uh, uh, to be exposed to those uh, different uh, things when it comes to missions. And uh, it's not just what we would consider overseas as well, but definitely... Uh, in our community. I like whoever put those white signs out there by the exit uh, that you are now entering your mission field and uh, your Jerusalem, and that's, that's uh, very true. Uh, we have a huge impact uh, in our community, and uh, honestly, I don't know of too many churches that have such a big impact in our community around us. Uh, we, we go overboard, I feel. That's a great thing. I mean, sometimes I wonder how many stacks of tracks that person has in, in that house in Otter Lake because we visit it, it seems like, every month. But, boy, praise the Lord. Uh, we have such an impact through Vacation Bible School, Fun Fair, Christmas Cantata, Wild Game Dinner, our weekly uh, visitation program. And uh, those things uh, just exposed me as a young child that a, our community is important as well. And uh, Vacation Bible School was always a highlight. Uh, I remember uh, the last day, Friday, some sort of fair that we always did. Everybody would work really hard and 
similar to the fun fair, I guess you could say. And we do that now in its place, but uh, we would uh, set up a bunch of different games, a bunch of different stations, and I think people would bring, like, horses and stuff like that, the Coopers, maybe that's who it was, and, and it was always a fun time. And I remember those things, and uh, I believe children remember those things as well uh, at our church, and the community uh, is very important, the outreach that we do. Jesus reminds us of the needs. Matthew nine thirty seven says, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And uh, we have a huge part in uh, reaping or taking in that harvest, doing our part uh, here in our community and around the world. He then commands us to do something about it, and I believe that we've done something about it uh, over the years. And Mark sixteen fifteen, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, many churches, I feel, are simply just content to sit down in their pews and, and listen to the messages. It's not bad, but we we get engaged. We, we uh, do something about uh, the need that is around us, and uh, I think that makes our church special and unique, and I pray that that continues. And that we would uh, be a lighthouse in such a, in such a dark uh, world. What a privilege it is to be a part of a church uh, that cares about the souls of men. And uh, may that continue as we move forward. The third thing here and final thing uh, that I would say is uh, important or something that I've noticed or maybe not quite noticed as a kid growing up. But as you look back, uh, you see that this is a very important piece to the puzzle. And that is simply just a love for Christ, love for Christ. Why would you be faithful? Why, why would Sunday school teachers be in it for 25 years dealing with kids? Oh, boy. I got teaching for three years, and the gray hairs just keep coming. It's like, man, am I getting old or what? But, man, time and time again, uh, junior church. Junior church is, uh, boy, that's a rodeo some mornings. And, boy, I... I Commend people that do that on a on a weekly basis, and uh, what keeps people uh, uh, doing being faithful uh, to community uh, to the world? What keeps us going? And that would just be a uh, simple love for Christ, love for what He's done for us. You know, he, as I mentioned before, He's so faithful to us. He has been fifty three years, um, just so faithful to us. Time and time again, he's proved himself strong in individual lives, but in our church as well. And because he loved me, because he loved you so much that he sent his son to die for us as well, what more could we do but to love him in return? And then that causes us to be faithful, to serve with everything that we have to reach out to the community, to do whatever we can to share the news, the good news with um, others that need it. And that love for Christ shows or gives us the fuel to love Him in return. And Paul speaks of this in 2 Corinthians 5, 14, and, and it's just a small verse. I was going to have you turn, but I won't for sake of time. But 2 Corinthians five fourteen, it says this, it says, For the love of Christ constraineth us. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Constraining means to hold and bounds. It's almost like you're chained up right there. And we kind of think like, well, love of Christ, why would you want to be like 
held in bounds. You're not doing anything for the Lord. But it's not that you can't do anything, but rather that you can't do anything but love your Savior, but serve Him. Uh, you, you can't do it for yourself, for your self-glory. You're doing it for the Lord. That's what it's talking about. Uh, Paul was a workhorse. Uh, he was constantly doing uh, whatever he could in ministry, uh, traveling countless of miles. But he did all these things because Christ loved him. The love of Christ constraineth him. And so he could do nothing else but love him back and serve him with everything that he had. The sacrifice of so many people in our church is just incredible. And uh, I, I can't uh, even begin to explain the sacrifice that many of you have had upon my life as well. Uh, even within recent years, it's just, it's, it's very humbling. It's very, I mean, what a blessing it is to be a part of this church. And you guys have done so much. Uh, for myself and so much for others in this church, the sacrifice that you guys give day in and day out, I don't believe it's for your self-glory. I believe you do it because you love the Lord, and I hope that would be the case. And uh, the faithfulness over the years is just amazing to me. And that only comes from one who is constrained, the love of Christ. You know how many times maybe... Uh, the pastoral staff, I'll just talk for everybody, but even myself, I thought about maybe throwing in the towel because it's just a little bit too tough. Uh, well, maybe more than what you think. And you're like, oh, shock, get them out of here right now. Lead them out the doors. <laughs> you know, but the love of Christ constrains you. You want to keep serving the Lord because He loves you so much and you want to do whatever you can to give your life back to Him and faithfulness to him. Um, I maybe didn't remember so much growing up in this church, and again, I do have some more funny stories, and maybe I'll say some other time, but, uh, but I, I do, as I'm older now, and I look back, as I was really, I guess, forced to think back of, of uh, the time, and my time here growing up, it's really just an amazing thing of the impact that this church has had on my life, and I'm sure on countless of people's lives as well. And uh, what an example so many have given to myself. And um, we ought to, as Christians, live our lives that way right now as we move forward in the future. Uh, keep that faithfulness going. Kids don't take church for granted. Teenagers don't take church for granted because what you have here is very special. And uh, um, God's placed you here for a reason. Get as much out of it as you can. And uh, may the fuel, I guess you could say, of what Christ has done for you continue to drive us forward uh, for him and our, our love for Christ. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this day, Lord. I'm so thankful for this opportunity. I'm thankful for this um, short message I was able to give and just a quick reflection on, on what you have um, done for me in my life here at Fostoria Baptist Church. I do pray that uh, it was an encouragement in many different ways, Lord, to keep on going. And Lord, uh, 53 years, it's a long time, but Lord, we have so many years left here 
at this church. We just pray that it would continue, that we would continue to be faithful, we would continue to make um, missions and community a big part of this church. And Lord, um, most importantly, that all of this would be driven by a great love for you. So thankful for this church over the years, and I pray that you would bless it in the future ahead. In your name, amen.